Thanks for tuning in to the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Boom. What is good? What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Mathana, and welcome to another special edition of LGR Interviews. On this special episode, we are reviewing episodes four through six of Secret Invasion. I know we're a bit late, but my motto in life is better late than never, because if we never get it, do we ever really care about it? But yeah, today, ask about the, the Trady Coins finale. Exactly. It's going to be late, but it's going to get done. <laughs> it's going to get done. It's only going to be three years late. It's fine. Yeah, but it's going to be done. The, the great voice you just heard, it is the phenomenal, the amazing, the wonderful, live from our Sao Paulo studios, Sao Paulo studio. Studio 2. Sao Paulo yeah. studio, too. Yeah, Sao Paulo studio, too. It is the amazing. Danny, Danny, how are you? Uh, doing good. Like, it's good to be back doing some stuff for YouTube channel for once. I don't know how long it has been since I appeared. I think the last time was the fucking uh, uh, Ant-Man review. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. Where we argued with Justin of his concept of time. Doesn't know what the hell it means. And so, mathematicians. Yes, and mathematicians, that. Josh. Yeah. Oh, that was, no, that was no, no, ASG. That's yeah. ASG. He thought the ASG was a mathematician. He's an engineer. But, Danny, we're joined by our right-hand person. Yes. The person that makes the channel go. The foundation. Adelia, how are you? I'm doing good, Ferris. I'm happy to be here with you guys. I don't know the the three of us have done a show together, at least not for a while. So I'm no, we've we've done one. I think we've done we've one. done things together. It's just yeah, it just hasn't been a just the three of us. I don't know. Maybe a crackdown. I don't Wait, remember. No, you're right. We it's never been us three. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, that, like, I took your place on the Falcon Winter Soldier reviews, Ferris. Yes. Yeah. But what else could the three of us have ever done? Just the three of us. I don't think we have. Captain, did you did something about not Captain Ms. Marvel? I was not on the Ms. Marvel review. No, that was me. That was me, you, and Alex. Alex? Or really? Megan. Or Josh? Josh. I think, I think it was Josh. I well, I don't remember, know. We have remember to, I was to... late and you shamed me, rightfully so. Yeah, yes. I'll always shame you, Fair. Yeah. Your existence is a shame. Yeah. I have no shame, though, but he does it anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I'm willing to sell have... my soul for a quick buck. Uh, Did we ever do a Guardians review, by the way? Guardians 3? Yeah. Did you uh, just do it? I never, I... no, we don't, we never, I don't think we did that one. I, I, I've never, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, Here, because, because we got M-Man in the beginning of the year, February, right? Beginning mm-hmm. of February. And then, not long ago, we got Guardians as the second movie, and the first thing of television that we got since Miss Marvel, right, was Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Or am I missing something? No. No, I think that, I think that the only Marvel products we've gotten this year are Ant Man, uh, Miss Marvel. Okay. With no, no, the Marvel this year. The Marvels. The Marvels. The Marvels, yeah. is, in Marvels is in November. Miss Marvel was last year. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So I think the this late of Marvel this year, if I'm not mistaken, Ant Man, Guardians. Secret Invasion, then mm-hmm. we're going to get Loki and and the year with the the Marvels, right? If they don't push anything back. Yeah, if they don't push anything back. Like, we're still on strike, right? Are we yes. even we're allowed to do the reveal? Oh. We oh. are, because... Ferris, okay. pull it up. This video go. was filmed during the 2023 WGA and SAG After Strikes. 
thought the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, this series being covered here would not exist. Yeah, always good to remember that uh, even the old people like geeking out about lore and characters and stuff like, oh, this is just a product, a result of many, many people's work, especially writers and actors and a lot of other people too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But without further ado, everyone, that's what I said. This episode, we are reviewing Secret Invasion episodes four through six. Uh, The big espionage thriller show of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the TV universe as well. Let's go around uh the round the table and just get our initial thoughts on the last four three episodes and do you think they hit the landing smoothly or was it a little bumpy? Like what were you guys thought? Let's go with you Adelia first. Um I liked episode four. I thought episode four was pretty good. Um episode five started to lose me and I absolutely hated episode six. Right. Yeah. Wow. Where, where, where was the disconnect? When did the disconnect happen? The um, the fact that that they just basically turned Gravik and Gaia into all of the Avengers at once to avoid having the Avengers be part of this show really bothered me. Um, and then just like Ritson, President Ritson, at the end saying, you know, let's just kill all uh, everybody from another planet. And turning into like open warfare, just like straight up mob squads killing people. Like I didn't like that. Um, I don't like where they left this. I don't like what it implies. And I really hope they fix it in the Marvels because I was very unhappy with the last episode of this series. Mm-hmm. Well, Danny, now your initial thoughts. Look, uh, I'm going to talk about the series as well, even though you're. Focusing more on the second half, I think. Can, yeah, we can talk about the that. Series, the, the, series, the, the series is over. But this is basically just a view of the entire show by now. Uh, I was talking with Saul not long, that long ago, and he said something that actually influenced me like that. Maybe, even though we're still in 2023, we're still getting a little bit of the uh, projects of media that still was affected by COVID. Like, in terms of that, you feel that a lot a lot of it is Marvel shows and even some of the movies, and they even say that for Star Wars and even other projects, you could feel that something's missing. That you feel that something's kind of rushed. Like, not even just because of budget aspect, it's also like we can't have that many people, that many actors involved. And it's very interesting that even though we are at phase five of the MCU, we still don't have like a very, a very, oh my God, gets me. <laughs> the new cat's me. Uh, we don't have a, a clue like we don't have a great scope or what the hell has been happening on earth ever since end game you know like it was kind of a mystery at the beginning of the phase four with the disney plus series but now a lot of movies has happened around like around movies and series like miss uh miss marvel uh eternals uh uh what hawkeye mm-hmm the Moon Knight, uh, fucking Spider-Man, like, and they don't feel they like, they feel very disconnected with each other. Like, they even this this whole joke, like, they're, how, how how long Eternals has been out and nobody talks about? Yeah, about the ass. about that thingy that is like in the middle of like the Earth, like that man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the Titan, no like uh, eternal body literally coming out of the planet. Nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. Like where uh, it's the deniers of, of the of the big giant thing coming the out giant of the planet. Titan, like, titan deniers. Um, They're titan deniers. That titan, like basically the, the new flat earthers, you know. Yeah. Like so, it, it feels that damn. Like that, it feels there's a lot of disconnect. It feels like there is. They don't seem to know where they're going in terms of the broad scope and at the same time like they try to do the smaller self-contained shows that 
sometimes they hit the land and like Loki. I think Loki has been the most successful story that we have got ever since Endgame. And one of the best stories, definitely the best television series that we got. I, that's my opinion. Like, I don't think any show has come close to the quality that Loki season two has gotten. That mm -hmm. makes me very excited for uh, season one. And to, um, that makes me very excited for season two as well. Um, so when it comes to Secret Invasion, I was very interesting. Uh, I was very interested on this on the show because the premise is very good. Actually, for comics fans, Secret Invasion mm -hmm. was the next big event, the next big crossover event after Civil War in the comics. Like the after the the end of the Civil the Civil War storyline, basically that when Secret Invasion basically begins, and I I think this show suffers more than the other shows about like trying to make something that has so much potential of very big to be just like a very self-contained Nick Fury centered storyline. And I think it ends up making service to the story, you know, like yeah, I think the best part of this show, especially early on, was the dynamic between him and Talos. <laughs> The show basically killed Taylor's like in episode four, right? Mm -hmm. And doesn't really do much afterwards. And like Gravik is one more of the bunch of like who cares villains <laughs> that that MSU has, yeah. you know. Like. Yeah, he's he's um he's one of the he's one of those like he's Roman the destroyer, he's um he's Malekith, the dark elf. Um He's he's the he's the Russian dude in Iron Man too. Yeah, he's um, like who is this guy number two? Again. Yeah, like like yeah, like 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 it, the graphic thing had potential, right? Because like you could see, but then here's the thing. Here's the thing about the graphic storyline that that I started thinking about that made me realize how stupid the dude is. Like he blames Nick Fury for disappearing for four years. Mm-hmm. But Nick Fury didn't voluntarily disappear for four years. He, yeah, five years. Yeah, five years. He was snapped out of oblivion. Mm -hmm. So, so like to be to like blame someone, like you left me. But like I didn't, but I didn't leave you. The hell are you talking yeah, about? I, I like the, uh, the whole motivation of graphic. Like it, I don't think it's just because he blipped. It's just because like the well. Also, the, Nick also the, then like he also like went into space and like never came back down. He went to space like with the series tries to address like some sort of PTSD, some sort of regrets and like that. Like he trying to like he's blaming himself or something like that. Do you guys think they did that that, that good the PSD and the regret and the and the shame of his actions from the past. Do you think Nick Fury could conveyed that properly? No. 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 Because, like, here's the here's the fact. Like, ever since Civil as Winter Soldier, what has Nick Fury really has done? Like, he Nothing. made uh, <laughs> he made a little bit of a cameo uh, at Age of Ultron. Like, and I don't remember him at all playing anything on. Mm -hmm. The Civil War, so that was like the next big thing that happened. There was, there was um, Danny. I think there was a, there was a good a good um, teeth like good reveal moment when graphics tell me like, you know, I did what you asked me to do, and what I like what I did was horrifying. Like like because graphics. Do you know like, why I hate that though, Ferris? Because he wasn't telling Fury that he was telling yes. Gaia that. Yes. Yes, yeah, like that's the thing. Like you know, like I understand that the scrolls are everywhere, but there's moments where you, there, it shouldn't have been a scroll. You should you should have picked yeah. and choose your scroll moments. Mm -hmm. I think they I'm they also... picked. What's up? Go there you go. No, no, okay. I was about to be like, you could reveal that Nick Fury. You know, this like Nick Fury, like, oh, this man has done some horrible stuff in the name of the government. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the see, like like this man has murdered people, has made people disappear, had has has abducted people and killed people. Like like Nick Fury, like. Like I know it's you know it's the it's it's Marvel. You're not supposed to get like too dark, but you can allude to like this man is not like this man is not a good person. If you think about it, like in the name of the government, he's done some horrific things, and you could have shed light and showed how the governmental complex of like how what are you willing to accept in the name of 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 moving your country forward? Are you okay with destroying a country's government and destabilization through scroll invasion? 
uh, you know, like kind of like have like like actual America has invaded countries, created puppet regimes in that country. And in this show, they created scroll, scroll regimes, which is the puppet regimes, like kind of tie that into like they could have showed and done that more. But it's just it just gets cut. It just gets undercut by like her saying like, oh, you were actually talking to me. Ha ha. I'm like, OK, Adelia. Can yeah. Um, I was going to say another thing about this show that really in the end pissed me off is the fact that Rhodey's basically been a scroll since Civil War. Because when they rescue human Rhodey at the end of it, he's in the hospital gown that he's in in Civil War after he falls and, and, and hurts his spine. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's been a scroll since then. And, like, the director confirmed that. Really? So, yeah, yeah, after, yeah, after after the movie, after he fell from, from, from the sky. Yeah. So he's been a scroll since Civil War, which means Rhodey wasn't there in that scene in Endgame when Tony died. That wasn't Rhodey. That was the scroll. Rhodey did everything in Infinity War and Endgame. He did, like, it pisses me off that that's not Rhodey. That's a scroll yeah. pretending to be Rhodey. So the, the Rhodey. I understand, I understand that they were going to have to make one of the Avengers a scroll, but the fact that they made it Rhodey for that pivotal moment of, like, him and, and Tony's death. And that's not him. That really makes me mad. Look, uh, even though the director confirmed, like the show doesn't make it very like this is something that can easily be retconned. Yes, <laughs> to be and, I hope and, it and, is. and I like I don't even like bother like the same thing. Like is the like uh, what is the point that the, uh, Agent Ross like was a scroll? Was he a scroll also in in what kind yeah, of forever? Like, I'm just glad he's alive because I like that character. But like, how long has he been a scroll? Like, was he a scroll in show... Black Panther too? Yeah. yeah, like that. That's my question. Like, the, the show doesn't even thing, clarify like, those things. Here's the thing about here's the thing that no one noticed about about Rhodey. Um, he walked after, like during um during Civil War at the end. You see him having an apparatus, mm -hmm. a walking apparatus. But the roadie in the show didn't have that apparatus. Yeah, you can't. You like, 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 I, like. I don't know. They could be like, oh, we gave him surgery to give him back his walking ability. It's it's comic book shows and TV shows. But I think they really weren't thinking about giving a man. So because because the real roadie is still paralyzed because he falls yeah. out of the the chair. Uh -huh. So he falls out of the chair. So. Mm -hmm. I was I I remember during in our first review, you remember I was like, "Where's his Where's his walking apparatus?" Yeah. So where's mm -hmm. his walking apparatus? Because he had the apparatus. He was mm -hmm. he was like it was like it was like a the flashback. It was at the end of the move at the end of Civil War. He has a walking apparatus, but I don't think Adelia he was abducted during Civil. I think it was a couple months later because he still has the apparatus in Infinity War. But he, but that's the thing. He's wearing the hospital gown when he comes out of the the scroll thing that he's wearing when he's getting his spine like X rayed or CT scan or whatever that was. That's well, that's War. a generic hospital gown. He, he he could have been in a checkup, like a medical checkup after Infinity maybe, War. Maybe, maybe, or the yeah. the scroll could have just been wearing the apparatus at the end of Civil War See, and that's, the whole yeah, Tony. That, yeah. They, that's the thing they need to clarify when when Rhodey became a scroll yeah, like, because it it's really annoying to me if the this is the case that it was in Civil War. Like for me, this is just like it's m more evidence that these shows they didn't. What's they the didn't plan? What's the plan? They, no, 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 no. The problem is the plan. Like since we're in a, a writer strike, like they didn't even have how much time did it have, have actually had to write. Like did watching this show and like watching Moon Knight, I felt that too. Hawkeye a little bit. Sometimes even like Miss Marvel. Like, did they have they had really time to to think about all this stuff? You know, like because okay, Agent Rosa scroll, Rodeo's scroll, but like this show doesn't really focus on that. Doesn't really clarify when when stop being the character and became being a scroll. That's why I also think that this can be. Red can't even like, especially because he since he's not on screen, that's not colorful on screen. Like maybe Armor Wars is probably going to delve that, into is that. that. Still, is that yeah. still happening? Yes, it's a movie now, I believe. Right? Okay. It was yeah, a series, a and now it's a movie. 
Also, too, Danny, you know, you being a director, let me ask you a question. Mm. Have you ever worked in a setting where you're writing for a project, right? Mm-hmm. But that project is connected to like a hundred other projects and mm, the same. No. Co- yeah, exactly. So you think these writers are like when you're a writer, you're kind of writing a, a story, kind of self-contained. It's a story, right? But mm-hmm. These writers, they're entering a new ballgame where it's like, okay, I'm writing for this show, right? But I have to know what happens in this show, that show, this movie, that movie, this movie, this movie, yeah. that movie, that movie, and this movie. So I can't write certain things. Now, I, so like, but then I have to get the deadline of the script at this deadline because we need to fit it in the quarterly, like. Like the the writers are like basically like, what the hell am I doing? I like personally, I obviously never work in something on that scale that you have Mm -hmm. so much stuff connected with each other. But like, uh, I would say that technically this would be Kevin Fagan and his minions, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but job to assure that there are no continuity problems, even though like MSU sometimes is with that anyway. Uh, I would say that it feels like everything was very rushed. Like the problem is not just like using pre-established characters that are going to be used in next project. It's also there are problems with the the story itself. Like uh, graphics mo- motivation has a cool concept. Like the idea that then the show mentions that doesn't really do that much. Like Nick Fury became Nick Fury because he had this growth. Like this show implies that very much by the end. That mm-hmm. Yes. He rose to the ranks of Shield, like when back in Captain Marvel, the first movie, like he was just an agent. And then after the whole Captain Marvel thing and his and his association with the scrolls, like that helped him rise into the ranks of being like director Nick Fury. And and this uh, and it's kind of fun that like these aliens, these refugees, these immigrants, like they're waiting to find a new home, and well, in the meantime, they've been time they're in a political ambition. way into yeah, in a, in a single man ambition. But the show mm-hmm. really doesn't goes that deep into that. Like even the relationship between and Priscilla, which is like very interesting like oh the actor actually had a one like he had a relationship could, and she actually scrolled they could have played it they could have played it as the real bad guy yeah they, they the could have the but at the same time the man with the eye patch is the real bad guy you know what i mean like he he used he used a, a desperate downtrodden group of people in his own political ambition game to get to the head of a secret government organization that's that's uh, the top of the top and how we beat the other people vying for his job is he had people who can become people yeah you could you could have been like nick fury you know i know graphics graphics a bad duty but graphic becomes graphic because nick fury made makes him that guy like it's yeah. it's, it's 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 uh it's the case of frankenstein's monster people, yeah, blame, the case people of- blame the monster like people blame the monster like oh the monster but what about the creator yeah, exactly. Like the the show lacks of trying to portray like graphic is interesting. Like he's just a guy that in in simple terms he is tired of waiting. Like we have been waiting like thirty yeah, years promising now. Us. So let's just yeah. fucking take 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 the planet. But like the show also doesn't develop as much into him. Like it doesn't develop that much into the intricacies of scope politics really don't even understand what happens with Taylor's why Taylor's is no longer a general stuff like that so a lot of yeah. good things that could have been explored with Taylor's and, and graphic cross like is not shown that that that's why I say that this shows to me in a similar way that I feel that Moon Knight was also like that he was extremely rushed if feel extremely rushed like they, they didn't have time no, the no. problem is not even six episodes. The problem is not even six episodes. Like Loki did phenomenal with six episodes. The problem is not the length of the of the runtime of these episodes, even though yeah, technically having longer episodes, you could have more time. It's just like time to develop uh characters, like making a story good, like uh, what is quality in terms of storyline. It's basically <laughs> How much time can you put on it? And it's time. It's like, it is about time. It's not necessarily about money. So, like, 
there there's this saying in the industry like if you put nine pregnant women together can you get have a baby in one month no <laughs> like stuff what? takes time i yeah, have like, never heard that saying before in my life what? yeah yeah like if you if you if you bring together nine pregnant women the death makes the, the can you get a baby in one month no for you to have a baby you have to wait nine months that's how things is and like a story doesn't matter like how much people are involved? Oh, how much money oh, is even okay. involved? Uh, okay, now I know that. Okay, so like, you have to wait nine months for a baby, but if you get nine pregnant women, that's you're nine. Still going, you still got you still got to wait nine nine months for a pregnant one, even though you have yeah. nine pregnant women. Because a lot yeah. of people think that uh, they probably like it's even very funny that we're talking about this in a strike. The problem is not even just money. Like you can't like Disney and Marvel's problem is definitely not money. It's definitely not money. Time. Like. It, you can't you can't talk about millions of, of production companies, film productions, television production companies like Mar. I, I we can very much say that Marvel and Disney, their the main problem is not like of resources in terms of character and money. It's not, and not even, and probably is also not the problem of lack of personnel either. It the problem is the mass production mentality that these movies and these those series got Macdo the mcdonaldification of their product yeah that it's crunching their time and uh, like that like the problem that the writers are having that i feel the, the writers are having and i'm saying this because this series and these movies the grand majority of them have storyline problems character character develop problems uh, it's because it feels like they don't have enough time to to figure out stuff, to to deepen stuff that they're proposing. Mm -hmm. Like they, they uh, regardless of the end product, the length of the episode, that like the length of the of an episode of a movie is a result of it's the last thing. It's the last thing that people are, are worried about. Like that that's the final script in the editing bay. I'm talking about stuff that that should have been considered and talked and figured out. Before, uh, before pre-production. I got you. So, Daniel, I want to. I want to get Adelia's thoughts on what we talked about earlier about Gravik and him and his his character being fleshed out. Adelia, what were your thoughts on Gravik and the way they could have done, you know, could have made Nick Fury the bad guy and Gravik kind of his monster that he created? What do you think? I think you guys are right about that. I think that the one thing that you can say about this series that um, I don't think many people would question is that the acting was phenomenal in the series. Yeah. And I thought Kingsley Benadir was very good as Gravik. I just don't think they gave him very much beyond generic scroll bad guy. I mean, he had um, he had his motives. He never actually gets a chance to tell Nick Fury why he did what he did because it ends up being Gaia when he's having his big, you know, the big villain monologue of this is my my grand plan and this is why I'm doing all of this thing that's mm -hmm. a, that trope. He doesn't even get to say that stuff to Fury. That whole scene with 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 Gravik and Gaia makes no sense to me based on the dialogue. Like I understand why it would be Gaia who could withstand the the super scroll machine thing and then fight and kill Gravik. I get that part. I don't like it, but I get it. But the dialogue in that scene makes no sense. Like, no, no, like, like the a, a good what could have been a good character moment that that character was needing because he didn't say much throughout throughout the series yeah. is wasted by a plot twist. Yeah, that once again that's a writing problem. That's not a necessary directing problem. That's not necessarily an acting problem. They're not even necessarily an editing problem. It's literally like. They didn't have time to think that, oh, maybe we should have that particular scene earlier in the series because we don't want to waste this because of the, the plot twist reveal that the actually is guy. Yeah. You know, that that's the kind of stuff that, that that I'm thinking that, unfortunately, like, we don't get to know much more about it. Nick Fury of the series, which is one of the main promises. Like we just okay, he he had a wife for some reason. The wife wants to kill him, and of course they don't kill each other. Like and then get back together again. Like a lot of stuff doesn't make a lot of sense here. I think Talos was very interesting. Like I love 
Ben Anderson, uh, and I love him in the card, and I think he was wasted. Like, I don't think, yeah. like... There, were two, like there they... were two There were two deaths in this series that made me really mad. One of them was Talos's, and the other was Maria Hill's. They're completely wasted. Completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're but not you, granted but one. You know, but you know what? I don't want nobody to waste. Mm. I don't want no one to waste that like button, guys. So make sure to hit that like button. <laughs> And hit that subscribe button. Yeah. And hit that notification bell. Don't waste it. We're almost to 900 subscribers. We're 49 away. So hit that subscribe button. Share it with your mom, your dad, your grandma, your lover, your your not your other lover, all of them. Share the, the channel. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And we really appreciate you as well. Hit that notification bell as well. Get all the notifications because we do live and pre-taped content. So you need to know when the when the when the content drops. So make sure to hit that bell. The bell is key. But you know what? You know what? What what didn't ring my bell? What? Why did they kill Maria Hill? Like I don't understand. No, nah, like it's it, like if you think about it, like let's begin a show. Let's start the show with a bang. Like let's kill, like. Not a major character. Sorry, Mary Hill is not a major character at all. But like, let's she kill could have a been in this show because she was. She could she have been in, in the in the right hand person. It's like you killed the right hand person right away. So I understand yeah. that. So, so let's kill a legacy character. Like, so we brought her back from the blip just to kill her again. No, but she just died. This time is primary. Yeah. Yeah, like she just died, and like, like I understand they didn't want to be like, oh, like her death is going to be the key to like salvation, but like. It should have been like the reason she's dead, Nick, is because you're not a good person. You created a monster, and the monster is coming after you because you because coming to roost. You, I think they they messed up. What well, they 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 should have made Nick Fury in the end the bad guy. I think if they wrote it, I think that sh- that could have been a great thing where you make Doctor Frankenstein Nick Fury the bad guy. They should have went that way because like. Like I understand, like Gravik's not a good person. I'm not defending Gravik. You know, what I mean, it's not like I'm not. I'm not one of those crazy ass people who be like, you know what, Thanos was right. Like, no, he wasn't. Okay, Mur- mass murder is never the answer. Okay, it's never the answer. You know what I mean? Like, they're not good people. He wanted to kill everybody, and you know, I understand his motive. Like, understanding someone does not mean you agree. I understand why he was mad. He was tired of second waiting. He was tired of promises being broken. You keep saying we're gonna get a planet. You keep saying we're getting this. You keep, you keep, you know, after, after 20 years of someone lying to you and breaking your promise. Yeah. Like you, you, get, you, get, you get mad, you get angry, you get a bit angry. And then, and then, you know, that story he tells where like, you, you know, you know, who's, whose face this is, you know, whose face this is It's the first person I ever murdered for you. And then, you know, the, the, these great tidbits, y'all remember that tidbit where they talked about how like, oh, the reason the scrolls lost their planet may not be because they were docile creatures fighting more like they were, they caused the war instead of fighting against the war. You know, like that little tidbit they dropped, like they dropped that tidbit, Danny and Adelia. And then they didn't, then they didn't ever expand upon it. It was like, wait, wait, are you telling me that the reason they lost their planet could be their fault? It could like, they could be the reason. They, uh, once again, it's good content that don't go anywhere. Like, Gravik could be a good villain, like, like with reasonable, like, people always love villains with reasonable reasons, like, to yeah. be villains. And that doesn't go anywhere, like, what is, what means to be a scroll, what means to be a scroll in this plant, and stuff like that doesn't, also doesn't explore that very well. Like, even this thing, like, maybe the Kree, you know, like not maybe that it's not the Kree's fault of the the scrolls mm-hmm. losing the planet. As so well like, as also yeah. too, Danny, Adelia, like imagine living your life in someone else's skin. Like you're not you. Like imagine you're you, Danny, right? You're this mm-hmm. is how you look. But you have to live your life and you have to look like um Robert Downey, yeah, Adelia. I was gonna say Robert Downey Jr., but sure, Adelia. Uh, you have I would, to be. Maybe I would like to look like Robert Downey. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think you would. But like, yeah, like, like, yeah, but like, you, uh, you become Adelia, and you have to stay Adelia. You can't like, but you can't be your real fit. You can't be you. You have to be Adelia, and it creates imposter syndrome, and it creates, um, you know, 
a dual like a, I don't know testosterone probably uh um identity crisis like who are you and what are you and you know when Priscilla tells tells me I made this woman because I thought you would love her because you wouldn't love me and then he says would you ever love me if I was really me and he says guess we'll never know you know what I mean which is kind of his answer of saying no uh uh, yeah. not, not yet, no, I would not, like you know, and you know, he doesn't want to say it, but he says it by not saying it again. They could have made Nick Fury a bad person, he's a government Man. official, he's a government official working for a secret, top secret government, like government program. They tend not to be good people, they tend to be people who've done horrible things, yeah, you know? like and. This actually, like, that's one of the points even when it's so like that. Okay, even though by the end of the movie, we, we know that Nick Fury was success, suspecting of Red Robert, uh, Robert Redford uh, character. Nasty. Yeah, Alexander Pierce being, like, even though Nick Fury had, like, this is something that the show could have even next while, like, even though Nick Fury had this army of scrolls to, to, to do whatever he wanted to, he didn't even like stop the It was enough to realize that the top guy in Chilled was an athlete. You know, like there once again, this show presents interesting concepts. It just don't develop on them. Like even like okay, Maria Hill dying could be a good way start way to start the story, but like her death is kind of forgot during the journey like the same thing with tables like this a lot of the good parts of the shows in my opinion was that relationship of, of like that good cop bad cop uh dynamic with those two that it's thrown away and like it seemed that this show tried to do so much with so little so like they have a problem with scale if this show is just about graphic theory and Taylor's was just about graphic theory and Priscilla. That would be enough. That would be enough to to tell a good story. They don't need a British woman that she was awesome though. He's like he's just a plot device. Like Emily Clark characters like seem like they're she's just like this substitute to the Madsen. Like it's kind of the point. Yeah, well, well, we've talked about, you know, our, our issues with the show, but you know, now let's talk about some stuff we loved. Because, you know, it did have some good moments in it. Oh, yeah. It was four through six, as well as one through three. So let's go around the table and say something that we liked, something that they did very well. Because, you know, we you know, we want to give the balanced perspective and a, ba a balanced opinion. Adelia, what, go, let's go with you. Something you really I absolutely adored Olivia Coleman as Sonia Fallsworth. I think that she was in a different show than everybody else. Because her energy was so different to everybody else's in this show. She was cheery and, and happy and funny and nobody else in the show was that. But I yeah. loved the moments with her. Um, her just, it made sense to have her as that actress playing that character. And I look forward to finding out where they go from there with her. But... Um, yeah, I loved her. I enjoyed her smiling and laughing when she's torturing a human being. Or a, yeah. a scroll. That was pretty the fun. Scroll. Sick. Uh, Danny, what about I you? Think, Something you you liked about the show? I loved in British uh, fashion, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say that, like, I think the acting, it was good. Like, like, Tano Jackson, like, I think he... Samuel Jackson is a very interesting... Actor, right? He has done so much stuff. So I, sometimes people to consider him overrated. Something thinking underrated. Sometimes like that guy just has done a bunch ton of stuff. And like allowing him to have uh, a story that's centered on him because he always took like the secondary slash role from the MCU movies. Like that was mm -hmm. cool. Like to give him more screen time to understand more. His pragmatical mentality, like I always liked the his reference to his past, to his childhood. Like it's interesting to see, like maybe he okay, he's Nick Fury, he's a government agent and stuff like that. But like 
he must have also a pretty tough childhood, you know, and shows a little bit of more of his human side. Once again, like I said, Ben Manson was all, also a great addition to the show. Like he was great and Marvel, and he could explore that a little bit more. I like the the Sonia character, even though I don't saw much of reason for her to be there. Like the same way, like I thought that. Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on the on the actor that plays Rhodey. Uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, like same Don Cheadle, like doing some new stuff like it's, it's fun too even though it create raises those problems that we talking about in the beginning so i would say that the acting was great i think the the tone of the show was great too like i think the show started well i think it just couldn't keep up with the pace and feel like that by the time it was supposed to be over they just tried to wrap things up as quickly as possible to basically send Nick Fury back to, to space for, for the Marvels. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you, okay, now last question, guys, before we head out. I think we've talked about this a good a good conversation. So what do you guys think is going to happen? Like, what? Let's project. You know, let's project. You know, just a little fun projection. I'm not too serious. So do you think this is going to be brought up in any other show or is this strictly just a, Mar- a, a Marvel's t- uh, movie connection? Adelia. I don't know. I mean, I think that they're going to have to revisit some of this. I mean, like the whole Ritson thing. He's not going to be president by the time we get to the Thunderbolts, apparently. So he's not going to be around for long, but he's made some serious damage to the world by having giving people basically a green light to go out there and kill whoever they think is a scroll. Um... The thing that would redeem that for me is if he turns out to be Kree and this brings in the Kree scroll war more. But um, I don't know where you take some of this stuff and where they left it and integrate it further. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, Danny, you know, look, I'm, because uh, because of, round this up. Like, because of the, the way that show ends, like, kind of have to to reference the stuff of this this show definitely like this show like it can't be just put on the side like hawkeye moon knight even miss marvel now miss marvel even think it's going to be even more relevant because of the new movie uh by the, th- the stuff that we already saw from the trailers and stuff like it's basically a sequel to that series uh but like wandavision like i would say stuff like that that seems like it really doesn't matter that much to the overall scheme of things. It's just like you have to do some clarification. Like it's so funny that we have much so Earth-centered stories in the MCU, and they feel so disconnected and that you, at some point you have to address all the stuff that you have done. Like it seemed like that the new Captain America movie that I'm very excited to see going to be a little bit about that it seemed like the thunderbolt is also going to address about the eternal stuff a little bit like we still don't have so much like they have to do some stuff they have to do some clarification like they wrote this stuff it's, it's really what the director say not it like all about ross is that a different ross the ross is like in wakanda after the second move like they have to do little some stuff to like they have to do a little bit what Marvel ended up doing with Iron Man 3. Because Iron Man 3 kind of ends in a way, oh, he doesn't need the suit anymore and stuff like that. But like, how can you have Tony Stark without having the thing and he's back on Age of Ultron? Then just on Infinite War, they make sure that that was fake. He didn't actually need it. He was just using because he was attached to it. So you're going to need a, a similar trailer to that. I'll just say that one thing that makes me sad that I know that Civil War is a movie that a lot of people liked. And I have grown to like Civil War the more that I rewatch it. Like I didn't want I didn't like when I first watched in the movie theaters because uh, I felt that considered the stakes and the and the ideas they, they did during the comics was so big. Civil War felt so small. Just like 
it could have done a great Gantz K of things, the same thing, an end game on Civil War, but by the end, you just have like an Air Force front, and that's basically it. That's your Civil War moment. Like, but I think there, but as I grew to watch Civil War, I appreciate a lot of other stuff, like stuff about uh, Iron Man's character, about Captain America, Zemo. I grew to love Zemo a lot as a villain. I think he's the most successful villain, actually, of the MCU. We haven't talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, we go to Secret Invasion and feels like uh, once again, they have something that they can do so much with it. Like there, there's a there is a concept that is successful. Now I'm not saying that everybody loved Secret Invasion in the comics. Like I'm not here to to judge that. Like I'm not the best person to judge that. Like the idea itself can spawn a very long and interesting storyline and it seemed that it was just another idea gone to waste in the end you know so in the show the the tone of the show was fun the acting of the show was fun and the show like it wasn't a boring show anything like that it just feel like oh this could have be so much better and it's kind of a trend that we are getting with these mcu projects right if you think about it most of the good MCU stuff that we have got post Endgame is the stuff that that doesn't deal with the down to earth uh, plot lines. It does with like the more grandiose multiverse stuff or space stuff. Like Loki, it's just about the multiverse. Spider Man, uh, Guardians, like from away from Earth, just like space stuff. I, this has been the most successful stuff that we had. Maybe besides Spider-Man, Chang-Chi might have been the like, but even Chang-Chi is very fantasy-like, you know? I think that um, we, we were missing the Winter Soldier kind of storyline that a lot of people love. And I'm hoping that either the new Captain America can bring us back to this or Thunderbolts, because as we move forward, with Kang and all the other stuff, like, okay, that's going to be special, but a lot of times that Marvel is then successful, it is with the small stuff. Even though we had very controversial around it, I still feel that the Falcon Angel Soldier series is aging better than a lot of these other Marvel series that we have gotten. That even though that series had problems, like, you could see that it, at least it was way more focused than a bunch of the, these other stuff that you got. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. All right, guys. That's the end of the guys, review. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you haven't said your thoughts. Well, it's gonna be connected. I, I, I assume that I'm, it's gonna be connected to the Marvels. They're gonna talk about it a little bit. I don't think they're gonna fully explain it because I feel like they're gonna be like, here's this. They think they 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 think it's self-contained, but, um, but it's not. You know, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to explain certain stuff because. Who are the Marvels fighting in space? So it looks like the Kree, right? Or is it some other alien species? Well, that actually seems interesting. Yeah, who are they? Because like they all three of them are in space. They're protecting the Earth from some type of intergalactic problem. Buffoonery. Buffoonery problem. So who's that intergalactic buffoonery? Are they trying to introduce Galactus in this movie? Or are they or are they gonna keep now? So are they gonna keep it low and be like, oh, it's just Cree another Cree invasion? You know, so we'll I think see. it is just another Cree invasion. Look, for, for for the looks of it, look, it's very fun. Like I think that the Marvels is definitely a sequel to the Ms. Marvel series. From what I have seen. Like that's I think that's the fair bet. I don't think they're going to do much about what happened here. Maybe they're saving some of this stuff for later, like so like the disqualification of Rhodey Ross and what the hell is happening with President Ritson. Like maybe they're saving this stuff not for the Marvels, but maybe for other projects. I I believe. Yeah. All right. Or maybe they're going to just forget about it, like Iron Man Three. Could be. Or they got <laughs> like, but like oh, it doesn't matter. We're moving on. Yeah. Uh, but guys, on that note, um, where can people find you, Danny? can find me at LGR on Twitch at uh, Sundays, 6, usually, sometimes 
other times other or Saturday, depending on our guests, but usually six with LGR and after snark. That's a show that's basically like I'm going to do this this analogy. Since we have the, the open table that's supposed to be a dinner table, all fancy and the bears wears a suit and stuff oh, like that. And they, they pretend to have like this dinner party, like stuff like that. Uh, LGR and Afternak is a bar talk. We talk about basically anything. We ne- like we, you usually never come up with your ideas like before the show, and ends up being a two hours, sometimes hard and a half discussion. That it seems like we are very experts on something, but we're actually not. And it's just about to have fun. So definitely a very fun show to watch. To uh, to interact, so you can catch me up on that. And very soon, as uh, Studio Two is being built and is heading out to its final phase, I'm going to be back doing, as usual, the edits and all visual video stuff for LGRN. I have been on break for quite a while, and they're going to be good stuff heading to the future. So let's be positive. And me and Ferris is going to do the Oppenheimer reviews. It's going to be released at some point, as Cadillo. And I think this review is going to be very interesting because I think me and Ferris are going to get dead on that movie. Yes, because I've heard a lot of people talk about it and they're idiots because we'll talk about it. We'll talk All about right. it. All right. Adelia. Um, you can find me over on the Let's Go Outing Network, the Highlights channel, every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, with Starting 11, me and Snark talking about the English Premier League. And on this channel, 8 o'clock Pacific, on Fridays, me and Ferris on the open table, our dinner party-esque conversation. It's not a dinner party necessarily, but, I mean, it's 10 o'clock at night when I film it. I'm not eating dinner then. But uh, <laughs> it's a good conversation. Uh, guests this week are Jen Kemp and Andres Jago, so that'll be exciting. So uh, check it out. Find out how to really say his last name. Finally, goddammit. it's Gajago. Uh, we'll 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 see. It's Gajago, really? I don't yeah. know. We'll see, guys. I'm gonna. I it was Gallego or something. Exactly, no. Danny. That's the point. I don't know. I'm gonna ask him. All right. But on that note, everyone, my name is Ferris Blondie. You can find me here on the Entertainment Channel, Fridays, eight o'clock Pacific, the Open Table. As well as Fridays, three three o'clock, Go Friends, Better Rivals. It is our American football show. Me and Caleb talk NFC East, Cowboys, Giants, and as well as little Commanders, Eagles, and some overall football news. Um, and that's pretty much it. So there's that. Um, that's on the highlights channel. That's on the highlights sports channel. Our other, our sister channel, our sister channel. So there's that. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate everyone's support. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.